0: Now, Father, we come in the name of Jesus, and we're asking God that you, you would help us, God, to understand that there's so many on the outside of the walls of the church because of some wounds, some, something that the church has, Lord, has created, God, to keep those that are not saved on the outside. Lord, there's those that are looking at the church members as hypocrites. They're looking at the church members as anyone but someone that could provide a method, a means, Lord, to receive a deliverance, to receive a healing. And Lord, I pray that from this day forward, we were to look to you, the author and the finish of our faith. And Lord, we would to refocus to bring fulfillment. To a world God that's out of control Lord I pray in the name of Jesus as we look to you you are God and I thank you right now for your son Jesus as we celebrate God the death the burial and the resurrection give us this day Lord everything that we will need to reach a lost soul for kingdom we love you Lord we ask that you would forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness in Jesus name and let the church say amen. Come on, let the church say amen. Come on, clap your hands out to the Lord. You may be seated. What a mighty God we serve. Yes, yes, what a mighty God we serve. On last week, thank you, Makai. On last week, we were coming from the book of Mark, and I didn't get a chance because of what, what transpired on last week. And I don't know about you, but I'm still thanking God for what took place. I'm still dancing. I'm still looking for God to do something miraculous in my life every day that I uh, have given me. Because I don't know what the day tomorrow holds. But I do know this. I have him on the inside of me. And we came from a, from a perspective of if you would allow God, he would do whatever you surrender unto him. God's not going to go against your will. As a matter of fact, he wants us to make decisions that allow him to assist in you receiving what decision you made to fulfillment. I don't know about you, but I'm asking God constantly about the small things. Because some of the big things, I'm too much behind what we call the power curve. I'm too much behind because of procrastination. I don't like procrastination, but I do it. It doesn't make any sense to me. But there's things that God wants us to see him in the midst of. And Jesus was in the garden in, in, in the book of Mark. He was in the garden and he was putting things in perspective according to what was to transpire. And the scripture says, says in, in verse 32 of John, Mark 14, he says, Then it came to a place where the name was Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrow, even to death. Stay here and watch. Look at somebody say, Stay here and watch. Stay here and watch. Come on, say it like you mean it. Stay here and watch. Jesus is asking, here's the son of Son of Man, here's the Son of God. Asking his disciples to stay and watch while he goes and pray because of the distress and because of, of, of being troubled in spirit. And he went a little farther and fell on the ground and prayed that it were that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. Amen. And he said, Abba Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Amen? Amen. Now listen, I, I just want to, do, to bring things up to, to a point of understanding that here Jesus is agonizing over the fact that he will go to the cross and die. An innocent man. An innocent man. Is going to receive the death penalty, and this innocent man is looking to God because God has the ability to ask Him to remove this cup. And I had the cup, I got, to, but I can't go there this week because of, of Amen. Remove this cup of death. Remove this 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 death penalty. I'm innocent. <laughs> Amen. Amen. How many of you have you ever been accused of something and you say, I'm innocent and nobody believes you? Oh, I don't know about you. But I've been accused of some things that I want to I want to beat everybody. Even the one that even think it could happen. Because they should know me better than that. Anybody ever like you you know who I am and you would go you would you would you would partner with them? Are you with me? Hello? I think about that sometimes. I put things in perspective according to, I'm trying to do all that I can to be as, as, as righteous as I can. And I still got people on the internet talking about me. Come on, right? You're talking good. How many of you experienced that? I mean, you bless them. You do everything you can in your power to ensure that their life is easy and they talk about you. Uh, all it takes with some folks is one, oops, and everything you've done from them up until that oops is gone. Okay, are y'all with me? But here Jesus, an innocent man, and he's taking on, he's taking on the thought that I'm going to die, an innocent man. Don't y'all think just because he was God wrapped in the flesh that he had feelings? He was a part of the soulless realm, the mind, will, and emotion he was all three Come on. are you with me he got emotional just like he did with the temple when he tore up the temple we call it righteous indignation no Jesus was mad don't try to put some uh, fancy do our words on it. he was mad and he was mad at the fact that they were taking what was godly and was taken see you got to understand something the reason Jesus was so mad at that point is because that was the place where the gentiles had the only opportunity to get close to the temple but well, sometimes we explore something where we don't have <laughs> have the best interest in heart we explore it we use it for something else we change the true nature and purpose of it but Jesus is here and he's agonizing but he was able to get beyond his self. He was able to get beyond his self. I said he was able to get beyond his self. And he says, not my will, but your will be done. Oh, come on, clap your hands unto the list. You see in the book of Psalms, verse, in, in, in Psalm 16, in verse 5, it says, Lord, you alone are my inheritance, my cup of blessings. My cup of what? Blessing. And watch this. He says, Saul, the Psalm David says, he says, you God, all that is mine. He said, not only are you my cup, but you God, all that is mine. Oh, my goodness. If we would just get that. If we would just get that down. That Lord, not only are you my cup that I drink every day. Not only are you my daily bread every day. But watch this. What I do have, you guard is it. It's mine. It's mine. Is mine. Can you see what, what what's happening here? We are looking at how there is a God, there is a Jesus that has provided for every need we have. All you and I are required to do is to surrender or to yield to that which represents a, not only a connection but a oneness, right. yeah. a oneness. You know, we always use that, 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 that saying in, in a wedding, where God is put together, let no man put us under. That doesn't just apply to, to a marriage. It applies to our everyday life. God put us together. Amen? Yeah. He puts things in perspective according to the purpose that he wants it to serve. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there are relationships that you can't afford to get rid of because through that relationship, you are going to fulfill purpose. Stop taking the ones that God has given to you for granted, but begin to uh, uh, understand that that's a God thing. Come on, Pastor, you're talking. Good. And if it's a God thing, you better not tamper with it, or it becomes a devil thing. Right, amen. Verse thirty-seven says, "And he came and found them sleeping." Isn't it something when you want to rely on somebody and they sleep? Are you with me? How many how many early risers do we have? How many in this place are morning people? I don't know what a morning person is anyway, because my morning sometimes my night. You know, we say our Wednesday is our Friday. Well, sometimes one in the afternoon is my uh, um, time to go to bed. Right. Amen. If it wasn't for our God, our jobs, governing our... I mean, some of us would sleep all day. This is true. Okay. Right. Some of y'all said, I'd do anyway, Pastor. So <laughs> <laughs> Watch this. You have to know that there's things that God wants you to be a part of, and he doesn't want you asleep. Come on. Amen. There are people in your life dying and going to hell, and you are asleep. This sleep here was more than just a rest sleep. This sleep was. Listen to me. I I, I have no. Uh, listen to me. I have no. Uh, uh, listen. Let me just say it like this. These folks, when they were around Jesus, they worked. They worked crowds. How many remember when he fed the five thousand or three thousand? They worked. Are you with me? Jesus walked all day, ministered to everyone, and when, actually, when it was time to go to bed, Jesus said, "It's time to pray." Okay, see. Yeah. Come on, H-O-2. some of us got to sleep. listen. When God's trying to fulfill purpose, sleep is overrated. Some of y'all said, not mine. (laughs) Not mine. You get paid to pastor. You get paid to pray. You get, let me tell you something. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. If I don't connect with you in prayer, I can do all the praying I want to. But if you don't do your part, watch this. You can put yourself in harm's way after I've prayed. I'm praying, God keep them straight. I mean, put your head in the text and walk a fire around. You're not praying, so you're just walking out in the middle of a road. Come on, you're talking good. Yes, sir. Amen. Yeah. Listen to me. Prayer is powerful, but action is even more powerful. I can tell you what's happening in prayer, and you don't do it. Watch this. You you're in trouble because a lie. Are you with me? Obedience. Is better than sacrifice. You don't obey, guess what happens? You become a disobedient child. Don't sleep, stay away. Amen? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Peter, Simon, are you, a, you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? He says, Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. What that tells me is you and I must be mindful of what's strong and what's weak. Stay away from what's weak and embrace what is strong. Now I'm going to shift because because of lack of time. I'm going to shift. I'm going to put this in perspective. Listen to me. We know the rest of the story. Watch this. Jesus finally said, get up because our enemy is nigh. And Judas, one of the twelve. Walked up to Jesus, gave him a kiss on the, on the cheek to identify he's the one. Through that identification, they arrested Jesus. But the very one that was asleep, say the very one that was asleep. That was asleep. Say it like a minute. The very one that was Took, uh, I said, instead of praying, the very one that was asleep, Took out his sword that he wasn't supposed to have. Amen. And went after those. Now watch this. Why did he go after Judas? Judas was the one that betrayed him. But he went after the God that was going to apprehend him. And what did he do? Turn off, he he cut off what? But where was his listening? Where was his hearing? There's physical hearing, but there's spiritual hearing. Because he was asleep, he couldn't, oh God, he couldn't, oh my goodness, he could not. Oh my goodness. Enter into what Jesus said, not my will, but your will be done. Are you with me? I'm going to shift even more now. Because I want you to understand, the title of my message is, Where's Judas? Where is Judas? Are you with me? Because let me tell you something. After Judas... Was at the what we call the Last Supper. No disciple talked to Judas again. The only folks that talked to Judas from that day forward were the spiritual men of God. The high priest was considered the knowledge of God, the relationship. Of God the one who taught the word along the scribes and the Pharisees are y'all with me Amen. oh come on clap your hand to the Lord I'm almost done look at somebody and say where's Judas? Where Judas?" come on say where's Judas? Where Judas let's talk about where Judas is you see the scripture says says that, 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 that all of a sudden my goodness Judas well, let me read it. I guess. Can I have a, 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 about five or ten more minutes? I know, some, I know some of y'all have to be out at 12. Just give me ten minutes. Can I get this ten minutes? On, or am, am I, do I need to have y'all stand while I finish? So everybody's awake. Let's do this thing right. All of a sudden, the scripture says that Judas. No, well, let's read it. Matthew 27, verse 1, 20 it says, Very early in the morning, the leading priest, the spiritual man, and the elders of the people met again to lay plans for putting Jesus to what? Come on. Why not put him in jail? Why not do something that would, would, would cause him to stop doing the things that he was doing? It's one thing to, to, to take somebody out. It's another thing to make, uh, make an example of them. Are you with me? Here's an innocent man. Was he worthy of death? Come on. Was he worthy of death? But watch it. Sometimes we want to take folks out that we are threatened by. We want to remove them out of the equation so we can go back looking good. We want to take them out because now they're moving in on our territory. They're taking these places, they're taking the very place that we've established, we've worked hard for. Come on, Pastor. Talk about it. Uh-huh. Okay. Are y'all with me? think about the pharisees and i want to beat them even today but they had they had a part in the plan i said they had a part in the plan i said they had a part in the plan listen to me don't you be despised or don't you be deceitful even some of the very very folks on your job even to include your boss if you're not careful That blessing that they harbor even when they don't even know it or think it's possible. Pray for them and not pray against them. For all you know, they have been set up by God to bring the blessings to elevate you. When I had a problem with my boss, I looked at him as all he's doing or she's doing is preparing me to take their place. So, God, bless them. Bring them a better position and move them out. See, (laughs) I didn't pray God, trip them up, let them get in an accident and take them out. No, I pray that God would bless them because we always think blessings as, Ooh, I mean, it'd be amazing what God's blessings are. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If God would use Nebuchadnezzar after putting him out in the field with feathers on. Amen. amen. Are you with me? He had a brother, instead of instead of the brother going the same route, the brother says, I see four men, and one is the Son of God. <laughs> All of a sudden, change everything, and the Bible says he elevated. He was elevated. He didn't go out in the fields and, and look like a chicken and, <laughs> with the beast in the field. You'll be amazed at what God has set in place for those that govern your life in the natural. On, Are y'all with me? Say, where's Judas. Come on, say, where's Judas? Oh, my goodness. Let's talk about it. Think about this. The scripture says in verse 2, they bound him, led him away, and took him him to Pilate, the Roman governor. When Judas, when Judas, who had betrayed him, realized that Jesus had been, oh, my goodness. He had been what? He didn't know the magnitude of what was going to happen. He thought the betrayer was only going to be an arrest type thing. You know why? Because Judas wasn't in the crowd for anything more than for self gain. Judas was a part of the 12. Only in name and place. But he positioned himself. You know who Judas was? He was the banker. He was the treasurer. and the scripture repeatedly talked about him only on this order: He loved money. He robbed from the bank. If somebody was steal, they'll portray. But watch this: they steal a child of God. <laughs> There is still someone with a soul and someone that needs to be saved. The scripture says, says he was condemned to die and he was filled with remorse. So he took the 30 pieces of silver back to the leading priests and the elders, the spiritual ones. The ones that was teaching the word. And he said, I have sinned, he declared. In other words, he was confessing. He says, for I have betrayed an innocent man. He knew what transpired. And listen to the spiritual leaders. Listen at their words. What do we care They retorted, that's your problem. (laughs) How many believers out there are looking at the sinners that have committed all kinds of crime and saying, that's your problem? This man is looking for a way to get back. This man is looking for an opportunity for, oh, repentance. Right. And he has no direction. Here's the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Here is the, now watch this, They've all, he's already did that dirty work. At least they can bring him back into society in his mind, in his position. But instead, they said, that's your problem. There are people out there are looking for what you have because you have demonstrated something that rep- I mean, represents a God that loves a sinner and wants a sinner converted. They're looking to you and all you have is, <laughs> I don't have time. I can tell you in my own experience, In my own experience, in my own experience, I've turned people away because I didn't want to get involved. Even as a pastor, I've looked at some folks and said, you don't want anything. But all it took was one person for me that I could have prevented them from going down the path that they went. All I had to do was stay with them for just a few more minutes. But instead... I had something I wanted to do. And because of that, they're not here today. Are you all with me? I can't tell you how many times I've been up praying on folks' deathbed and asking God, what do I say? I've had I've had experience where God said, Stop praying. They're going to die. What you should do now, pastor, is pray that they give their life to Christ because I'm taking them whether they're ready or not. I don't know if you've ever been in a position like that before, but I tell you what, it's not good. Are you with me? Or a parent, the parents come in and say, listen, listen, they don't want God, but I know you have words because you've done it before. You have words that could change their heart. Huh? The, the doctor said they're not going to make it. But at least I want them to go to heaven because I'm going to be there. Say something, Pastor. Say something. (laughs) I don't know about you, but that sounds like a heavy load bear. But, oh, George, he goes in and says, not my will, but your will be done. Lord. It's amazing. I had one, one, I said, well, let's pray. And they said, no, you pray. I said, no, let's pray. No, you pray. I said, let's pray. You're the pastor. Oh, my goodness. So that's the problem. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of Judas in your lives. You don't have to look hard for them. They need Jesus. The Jesus that you have, the one you have confessed is Lord of your life. They're looking for somebody to say, I'll help you. Let me finish this. Hmm. It's your problem. Then Judas threw the silver coin down in the temple and went out and There's many women, there are many men out there that are hanging themselves because there's believers that have rejected them. Judas went back to the ones that could help him, and instead, because he did their dirty work, they had nothing for him. On the way to church, we see folks that need Jesus. And we're just glad that we're able to make it. There are people that are, I, I mean, watch this. I had a person that was praying that I would talk to them and wasn't saved. He said, Pastor, he said, I, I, I've been praying to God. I said, are you saved? No. He said, I've been praying to God that you would talk to me. He doesn't have a relationship. But he had the mind to pray. He gave his life to Christ. And watch this. I found out there are preachers in his family that he turned their back on because they preached to him is what he said. Where's Judas? Where's the Judas in your life? When folks talk about me on on Spacebook on, 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 on I pray for them. I believe God for their salvation. It doesn't bother me. They didn't take nothing out of my pocket. If I if, if if I allow everyone to talk about me to get to me, I would be a, a pretty hurt, hurt puppy. But Jesus is mine. He's my cup. He guards what is mine. Yes. So why am I trying to fight for something that somebody else is trying to take? All I need to do is stand. 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 I said all I need to do is stand. I've been working on this stand thing, and I'm going to show you all something. How many of you know... This is I'm gonna quit right. How many of you know your stand doesn't start when something happens. Your stand starts before far, far, far in advance. Some of us don't understand the significance behind consistency. Don't serve God when it's convenient. Serve Him in a consistent basis, and when it's necessary to fight, you're strong enough. Peter fell asleep. And Peter, watch this. Peter fell asleep and he tried to kill a man. Peter, let me tell you something. Peter wasn't going after the June ear. Peter was going to take him out. Okay, see y'all. He just moved in enough time for him to get the ear and not the head. Peter was a fisherman. I said, Peter was a fisherman. I said, Peter was a fisherman. He wasn't a baker. He wasn't shining shoes. He was a fisherman. A fisherman has a way with knives. That's why he had one. Oh, see, I on. Uh, you all spiritual right now. Consistency will bring stability. And it will bring preparation. So when it's time to stand, you've already stood. Are you all with me? Stand now and find the Judas in your life and welcome them into the family of God. Clap your hands unto the Lord. Oh, come on, clap. Clap your hands unto the Lord. My, what a mighty God we serve.